for those of you who are watching online and you may not know who I am, I'm Pastor Nicole. I'm the family life pastor here at Generations Community. It has been a while since I have preached, and I have to say, it's a little weird to come back like this. I miss seeing your shining faces. Again, I'm so excited to see those that are able to be here, but I miss seeing all of those of you who are at home watching or out in the parking lot watching. I miss seeing everybody, and I'm super excited that our that our phases that made it possible for our high school grads and their families to be in the building, but I also really miss, because this is our grad Sunday, that we aren't all in person and in the building to be able to place hands on this year's grads as we bless them in person. Um, We'll still do that, but it's a modified version, and that's hard. So um, at some point today, I would encourage you, those of you who are watching online, Please pray a prayer of blessing on this year's grads and also our college grads who have spent the last 12 plus years working for this time in their lives. Typically on Grad Sunday, I scour the internet and I find some sort of list of things that someone who has graduated from high school wish they would have known or learned while they were still in high school. So this year's list comes from the University of People and this list has nine things and I'm adding one of my own this year. Number one, after graduating high school, you're in charge of cooking and cleaning for yourself. Okay, now, so I realize many of you maybe already do this, um, or maybe you don't do this at all, but at some point you will move out of your parents' house, you will move out of dorms if you're going to college, and the cleaning might come first, because in dorm life you will need to clean, your roommate will be upset if you aren't, Um, but cooking might come later, but it will happen. Number two, class is easier when you do the reading. Now, if you're headed off to college in the fall, this is great advice. It is easier. You might be able to get away with skimming some of it, but definitely, at the very least, look at the book and the chapters you're supposed to be reading. Read the, you know, subtitles, head titles. (laughs) Number three, you have options after graduating high school. I hope most of you have figured this one out by now. Many of you probably already have your plans laid out, but if you don't, you have options. If you do, you still have options. Looking back, Adam, my husband, often will say he wished he would have gone to some sort of trade school. He went to school for graphic design, and though he does that, it's not his full-time career. He works here at the church. He does a painting business. You have options. Number four, there are affordable options for getting a degree. Just as you have options, you have affordable options. I would also add that a large part of the financial aid experience as someone who believes in God is believing that God will provide. It may not look exactly like we want or really even be the amount that we fully need, but God provides a way. Number five, take care of yourself your health, mentally and physically, and I would add spiritually, especially in this season, taking the time to fill your cup up so that you can pour into God, others, and your passions. Number six, sleep is crucial. I might be biased here. Um, Adam says I sleep more than any adult he knows, (laughs) but it is important. It's also important not to get too much sleep, so you gotta find that balance, but I definitely, my freshman year of college, I had all morning classes. I slept every afternoon. It was great. Number seven, there are places to turn to for help after graduating high school. Make use of them. These places might be and are not limited to your parents, 
grandparents, family members, teachers or coaches from high school. There were several teachers and coaches I would visit for a couple years after graduating high school. Um, pastors, adult mentors in the church or outside the church, friends, books, scripture, God. Number eight, you don't have to have it all figured out. I still don't have it all figured out as a mom to almost three, almost 30 years old with a master's. I still don't have it all figured out. It takes a lifetime to learn and grow in all areas of your life. Number nine, learn your bad habits and learn how to work around them. This is similar to what I would say we all have strengths and weaknesses. Each of our strengths has weaknesses even. Be aware of that and be willing to learn and grow from that. And number 10, for this year especially, I am betting that y'all would have wished you would have learned or known what was to come with the virus and how that would change your last year in high school and all the things that came with it. When you were born, grads, you had 936 weeks until you would graduate from high school. Now, if you have never seen these jars of marbles in our church, um, they represent how many weeks you have left until you graduate. So this is your jar when you're born. It's heavy. Um, <laughs> parents, did you know that? Your parents and you worked hard during those 936 weeks, getting you to smile for the first time, roll over, walk, getting potty trained, entering kindergarten, years and years of homework, juggling sports, music, drama, extracurricular activities as a part of the schedule, tears, laughter, potentially some yelling, sleepless nights, getting a job, schedules, and so much more. You did all this preparation, all this hard work. Your parents did all this preparation, all the hard work, and I am betting hours and hours of prayer to get you to this point. The final year, 52 weeks left at the start of this year for you. You started out this year strong. You started out with potentially just having some senioritis and getting ready for what this next year holds for you. And as you entered into the new year, January, you probably started to dream a little bit more with graduation and all the celebratory and lasts that came along with that only five and a half months away. And then, like a two by four, you were hit with all your dreams and all the things in your family had been working so hard for, being kind of stripped away and done in a very different manner. My heart aches for all of you. My heart aches that we are not all in this church building as a big church family this morning looking at your grad tables, looking at your accomplishments, and that we didn't have our grad dinner, and that the whole church isn't in person surrounding you all and reaching their hands out to bless you. This is not something any of us expected, and it has turned upside down all of our worlds. But most of all, my heart aches, and I think of you grads and families of grads and college grads. So this morning, we're going to be reading from the Old Testament. I had already picked out a passage from the New Testament in 2 Timothy weeks ago, and then the Lord just sort of changed that for me. So we'll be in the Old Testament instead, the book of Isaiah, if you're in your Bibles this morning. The chapter we will be in is chapter 40. This chapter talks a lot about comfort and hope, that God is everlasting and our circumstances are not. And I think we know right now, especially for a multitude of reasons, we need a lot of hope 
that comes from God alone. I love that Barry is back in the church this morning. (laughs) So if you would jump with me to Isaiah 40, starting with verse 21 through 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither, and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? Who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name? Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Before I continue, I just want to make sure you all know that I am pregnant. So my, I get winded a little bit, so bear with me this morning. I forgot to say that earlier. So I think it's important to understand context and that the chapter right before this, chapter 39, deals with the very stark reality that the Babylonians would someday capture Jerusalem and take the people into exile. This, as you can imagine, was quite the harsh and bitter blow. How does Judah celebrate the downfall of Assyria when everyone knew that a potentially more powerful invader was on the way? You see, the previous 39 chapters certainly had themes of comfort and hope, but there was also a strong undertone of judgment and warning through those chapters. So as we enter into today's passage, there is something that shifts. It shifts to being predominantly about comfort and blessings and hope, a hope that comes from God alone. You see, earlier on in this passage, verse 1 and 2, it says, Comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. In other words, speak with comfort to my people. While this passage does shift to a message of hope and comfort, we can't ignore why they need that hope and comfort. They need a word of comfort. They needed hope in the midst of what was probably hurting hearts. Speak to where they are at. Give them the hope they need because they just got some terrible news and are hurting. They are shocked. At the beginning of the passage this morning, I read, do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? Essentially, Isaiah can't believe anyone could see or could doubt the greatness of God when they see the glory of God's creation, all that God has done and created. While this is absolutely about our amazing God and the good that he provides, it doesn't necessarily take away the feelings they might be having. 
So they need these words as a reminder so that they can have hope and comfort in the midst of turmoil and heartache. Sometimes when we focus so much on the turmoil and heartache in our lives, we forget the good of God. And we need a reminder of the hope that God brings. Several months ago, we entered into a season of turmoil and heartache of our own. Uncertainty. For our grads and family of grads especially, everything changed pretty much in the blink of an eye. It seemed to start slow. I I can even remember still taking Jackson to school. And then it hit fast and got crazy really quickly. And we can know in our hearts and in our minds that God is good. God's creation is an example of the good. But our feelings are real and raw. The feelings that that things are being stripped away from us, much like the the start of the Babylonians capturing Jerusalem and the start of exile. And the isolation that we feel, it's real. Even for those of us who are introverted, like my husband, I have heard that this is is still a lot. This and, and all that we have faced in the last several months, harsh and bitter punch to the gut. And as I think about our grads as well as our families with kids, I I think about those milestones that didn't happen this year or looked way differently than it was supposed to. Perhaps it was not having a kindergarten graduation or an eighth grade graduation. And definitely it's not having a graduation, like we would have thought, from high school and college. For some, it was the birth of their baby that looked differently than one might have anticipated and hoped for. This summer might feel stripped from us as we might have anticipated family vacations or various other milestones as a family typically brought on in the summer months. No camps. Perhaps it was visiting family members we haven't seen in a while or meeting grandbabies for the first time. End of the school year parties and the list could go on and on. Even if you are in a season of life where you don't have kids or your kids are all grown up, There are still things that I bet you looked forward to in the last several months or in the coming months that have been stripped away from you in the traditional sense. Weddings, family reunions, birthdays. But as I think about our families of babies and kids and teens, I think about the fact that we only have so many marbles left in our kids' jar. We only have so much time left before they are grown and starting to move out of the house. We only have so much time left as a church body to come alongside these babies and kids and teens while they're still here in the building week in and week out before they graduate in our young adults that we can invest in them. And of course, we can invest in them after they graduate and we plan on doing that for you guys. But they go off. They start this next season of their life, this next phase of their life. They go to college or on to new adventures And we only have so much time left to walk alongside them in their spiritual walk, help them grow, give them wisdom and love, and so much more. We have been stripped of that as a church body to some degree. We are doing the best we can through social media and emails and drive-by birthdays and more, but there is a sense of loss of community when we don't get to meet in person. I know that. I know you know that. I have loved seeing community in our church come out in the last several months. God created us for community. But this is still hard. 
And these marbles, which represent how many weeks they have left until they graduate high school, they keep dwindling. And our babies and our kids and our teens are experiencing a different kind of world that won't look normal potentially ever again. It will be a new normal. I have to tell you the saddest thing that about made me cry this last week. I was going into Walmart, and a little girl that was probably around Jackson's age, five or six, um, was with her grandma, and they were walking hand in hand, and this little girl had a mask on her face. And for some reason, that hit me right in the heart. (laughs) My heart broke a little knowing that this is becoming the new normal, that kids have to wear masks, and that school will likely look a lot different, social distancing, everything. And Jackson keeps asking me when the virus will be off. And Wilder sees people from the car on the sidewalk and yells, people, because he doesn't see people very often. Comfort. Comfort my people, says God. In this time between the virus and everything else going on in our nation, we need comfort and hope from God. We need God to speak to us right where we are at in this unforeseen and crazy season. Have you not known Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? In the midst of hopelessness, the heartache, the unforeseen, Isaiah is reminding God's people of the glory of God's creation. That God is bigger than all of this. I mean, verse 26 of today's passage says, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? Meaning the stars. It continues with the fact that God can call each star by name. This passage so reminds me of the worship song, So Will I, and the lyrics, and as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. I think this is the point that Isaiah is making here. He is saying that God created the stars and he knows them by name. How much more important are you? I know you are going through this really difficult time. You've been hit with some pretty harsh stuff, but God knows you. He knows your name. He knows your heart. He knows you. He knows you are strong and can be stronger because of him. God is not going to grow weary or tired. God is everlasting. While you might grow weary and you might feel weak in this season, God is not People of God, do you not know? Have you not heard? Let me tell you, he gives strength to the weary, and he increases the power to the weak. Don't worry. Don't have heartache. Trust always in the ways of God. Even those of you who are young, you who usually have lots of energy and lots of hope, I know even you can grow tired and weary. I know that even you can stumble and fall just as those who are older than you can. We all stumble. We all fall. We all grow weary, we all grow tired in the face of the crazy, in the face of the unforeseen disasters that might surround you right now, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and they will not grow weary, they will walk and they will not be faint. Hope in the Lord. God has shown you time and time again his majesties and power and strength and peace and love Hope in him. Trust in him. He will comfort you. And more than that, if you hope in him and you push through this and you run that race, you will walk, you will run, and you will soar. When a baby is born, there is, I'm going to hold it up again, 936 weeks 
of a heavy jar. <laughs> 936 weeks until they graduate. The biggest milestone up to this point. <laughs> Graduation from high school and entering into young adulthood, it's, it's an amazing start of this next phase in your life. And along the way, there are lots of milestones, lots of hard work, both from those raising that child and from the child themselves. This year, you may have experienced a milestone, but it looked different. Having a baby in some of the weirdest times and not being able to share the baby with your family. Kindergarten graduations from the car. Eighth grade graduation. Perhaps it was family milestones, as I mentioned earlier. Family vacations that have been in the works. Perhaps it was the mission trip we were going to go on and weren't able to. Or camps that you were looking forward to. Spiritual milestones that come from that. Wherever you are at in your life right now, whether you have kids or are too young to have kids, past the kid-rearing stage, we all had milestones and things that we looked forward to this year and in this summer. And we all got hit with this crazy thing that has changed really everything. For many of us, it has made us grow weary and tired. I am weary and tired of working from home with two little crazy boys. <laughs> I am weary and tired of not being able to see my church family. My kids are weary and tired. Jackson, who has more energy than I know what to do with most days, is taking naps most days at five, almost six years old, partially because he wants to stay up late and watch superhero movies with dad, but partially because he's weary. He is tired of being home all day, every day, and he needs an escape. He's sad. He misses his friends and family. I know by talking with many of you that you feel the same, that your kids feel the same, but ultimately... My heart goes out to our grads and our families of grads. I could not imagine not getting to finish high school or college the way that you intended and hoped for all these years. Years and years of hard work and not getting to celebrate in the ways that you might have anticipated. No real graduations, modified grad parties, and my favorite tradition of Grad Sunday was even modified. I am so glad that our grads are in the building this morning. I really am. I didn't even think that would happen. But traditionally, we have had the whole church surround our grads in the aisles and pray blessings over each of you. And while we'll still do that, it's modified. And my heart hurts for that. And I'm sure your hearts hurt. But I have to tell y'all, I have seen so much strength come from this year's graduating seniors. I think they realized a while back that they had to push through and find the hope that was needed to gain the strength they needed. I do believe that through this experience, you will be stronger. I am very sure each of you guys have had your moments of weariness and weakness through this, but I have watched you rise up. And I want to say to you grads, if you continue to put your hope in the Lord, you will soar, you will run, you will walk and not faint. If we put our hope in the Lord, he will renew the strength that this pandemic has stripped many of us from. He will renew your strength, grads, as you enter into adulthood and take next steps towards figuring out your future. We cannot go through this alone. We need God in our lives and we need our community. We need the hope that comes from God. And, and when we lean into that, the measure of our strength is that the Lord will give us enough strength to soar above everything else all the heartache, all the things that have made us weary and tired, all the harsh realities that we have faced recently, grads, you are having to soar in this crazy season. You are having to rise above what would have been your expectations for how these few months and graduation would have been. 
And the purpose of the strength that the Lord gives us? To run and not be weary. To walk and not faint. God gives us the strength to move forward and progress for him. God gives us the strength to push through in the seasons that seem almost impossible. In the seasons that make us feel crummy. In the seasons that blindside us. In the seasons that make us tired. In the seasons that feel like they are going to last forever. If we find our hope in God, then God gives us the strength to power through and come out on the other side stronger and better because of it. That is my prayer for you grads. That is my hope for all of us as we have missed out this year so far on things that we never would have wanted to miss out on. As we have missed people. Have we, as we have missed sharing experiences like birthdays and graduations and family reunions and mission trips and birthdays and weddings and camps and more. Would we put our hope in God and would God give us the strength to power through and come out on the other side stronger and better because of it? My favorite passage that I go back to time and time again is Matthew 6.33. When it comes to worry and anxious feelings, which there has been a lot of that this year so far, it says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. God provides even in the seasons of crazy. If we seek after him and we put our hope in the Lord, we will get through, we will soar, and we will run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. Grads, you started out 936 weeks ago, plus or minus, as a tiny little baby not knowing what God had in store for you and a big dreams from your parents for you. You went through milestone after milestone after milestone. You learned to smile, roll over, crawl, walk. You had your first day of school with 780 weeks left or so. And, and then you graduated from kindergarten and then you went on to elementary school with 676 weeks left. And you graduated from that, and you went on to middle school with how many weeks? 364 weeks left. Looks a lot less than the other one. And you graduated from middle school, and you started out high school in your freshman year with 208 weeks left. And then you started your senior year, this year with senioritis, I'm sure, ready for the second half of the year and all the things you would look forward to. You started out this year with 52 weeks left until you would graduate later this year, right now. You would look forward to senior prom, saying goodbye to your friends, graduations, grad parties, and now here you are, ready to graduate high school, and nothing looks like it should. I bet your parents and family members remember each milestone and can picture these milestones as I talk about them. For both you grads and your families of grads, this is hard. There's no refuting that, but I have seen hope in you. I have seen strength in you. And I ask that you continue to hope in the Lord so you can continue to push through with the strength that comes from him alone. For those of you who have younger kids or teens, wherever your marbles are at, you have limited time before they enter adulthood. Remember this year for these grads. Remember that things change 
And we have to lean into the hope that God provides. And don't miss the phases. It's over way too soon. Don't miss the little things as well as the big things. Don't miss what God is doing and what you can teach them and do to help them grow as parents. Come alongside them. And church family, come alongside our young people as they go through these years and all these different milestones. Invest in them and mentor them in their spiritual walk. I know this year's graduating class will be just fine. Does this ending to their adolescent years kind of suck? Yes. <laughs> but because of what they have endured, because of them leaning into the hope of the Lord, they will be stronger because of it. They will soar, they will run, and as we all can and will if we seek after God and lean into the hope and comfort and strength that God provides, we can all soar and run so this morning, I want to end with a video of our grads through the years, and when that is over, uh, we have some grad gifts for our, for our graduates, as well as um, Pastor Craig will be praying a blessing over you guys. I hope that you will join us outside after the service. Um, if you're already out there, that's awesome. Our grads will stand out front. Um, if you are not outside, you can leave home now and probably make it in time to start saying your congratulations. Drive by them. Honk your horns. If you made signs, wave the signs out your windows you drive by. But be loud. Yell congratulations. Because against lots of odds, they did it. <laughs> they made it and they now enter into young adulthood. Good luck. <laughs> As a church family, we want to show them love and support. So let's start by watching this video.